Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Fat Boys Dynasty Podcast. Coming at you, as always, Bo and Brant. Going to discuss a little waiver wire episode for you guys. Uh, Sorry we didn't get with you guys last week. We had an extremely busy week uh, with the holidays and some personal issues came up. Uh, We tried and we tried. We wanted to make sure we got out there with those lives. Um, And we got out Thanksgiving morning. We were out there with a live. We were able to get a live on Sunday. So we were able to get our lives out. I know it was a little uh, difficult. Sorry we missed out on you guys with uh, with our cast, but uh, we're back at you and uh, we're ready to throw out a few uh, waiver claims uh, for this week. Um, so uh, without, you know, you got anything to add, Bo, or do you want to jump straight into this? Yeah, I, I just want to add, I apologize too for, for missing you guys last week. Um, Brandon, I always try to do our uh, best due diligence to get a, to get as many casts out as we can a week plus the live. And just last week's schedules just didn't align. We had some stuff going on in my household. I know you had some stuff going on wrapping up your, your coaching uh, season there. Uh, so, uh, you know, and then, of course, the busy time of just being around the holidays in general. But I think we did make up for it with a with an exceptional live uh, cast on, on uh, Thursday morning sunday and it's getting busier and busier each episode so um that's always good um you guys are gonna have to jump in there early if you want your questions answered so uh be mindful of that come this sunday so but other than that brand i got nothing all right well without further ado let's jump straight into our uh, waiver claims uh i've got a i've got a running back here um that he's currently on the ir he's actually due to come back um i believe it's it's this week he's actually able to come off the ir and that is uh, Mike Boone of the Denver Broncos. Um, he is he's owned in in uh, he's only owned in, in roughly forty percent of leagues on um, on sleeper. Uh, he has a top ten easiest schedule remaining, and the only thing he has to compete with in that backfield right now, with Chase Edmonds missing time, Melvin Gordon getting cut. He's got 32-year-old Latavius Murray that he'd be competing with. Well, this guy, prior to going to the waivers, he averaged 6.8 yards per carry, which was top 10 in the NFL in uh, yards per carry. Um, so Mike Boone's a guy that, 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 that could, in, could instantly come back and, and pick up a serious role in a, in a struggling offense because um, they may want to see what else they have because, well, obviously it's not quite cutting it with Russell and Latavius Murray in the backfield there. So, you know, Mike Boone's a guy that, that had a role with uh, Melvin Gordon prior to getting hurt. And now, and now it's, in my mind, only competing with Latavius Murray, Mike Boone's a guy that could come in and, and take over that lead back role before the playoffs. And he's out there in over 60% or roughly 60% of leagues. Yeah, Brant, who'd, who'd have thunk come uh, going into week 13 that the Denver Broncos would be sitting there wishing they had Drew Locke back under center? But uh, uh, it wouldn't shock me a bit if that was something that they were talking about internally. They've never said it out loud, but uh, that's been a complete dumpster fire there. But uh, I like the Mike Boone pick. Um, the Denver Broncos have been a, a backfield really since the injury to Javante Williams. That They've just been looking for, you know, somebody, somebody to be the guy. Um, you know, Melvin Gordon got his chance, never really came to fruition. Latavius Murray's gotten his chance, but how long does his 32-year-old body hold up? Uh, so I definitely like um, going out and adding uh, Mike Boone. You know, obviously – with his injury, you know, they have 21 days to officially activate him after he starts practicing. So that's something to keep an eye on. But that, that's fresh legs come playoff time for fantasy playoffs. So definitely something to be mindful. Um, I actually have a running back, too, that is, is um, 
on the opposite end of the injuries. He's one of the few healthy guys left in this backfield, and that's Benny Snell, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, so obviously Najee left the game early Monday night with a reported hernia issue. Um, we have, we'll have to wait and be mindful of that as, as more news comes out. But, uh, you know, Pittsburgh isn't going anywhere this year. You know, Najee, Najee's been dealing with that foot injury all season. Finally starts getting healthy, starts looking good, and he get gets the hernia. Um, it, it wouldn't shock me at all to see Pittsburgh go ahead and shut uh, Najee down for the season, just say, hey, we're not winning this year, come back next year to us. Uh, and then I know Voice of Reasoning's out there going, but what about Jalen Warren? He just happened to miss the game. Yes, Jalen Warren did miss the game uh, with a hamstring injury. Um, so that could take a few weeks for him to come back to. And I also want a lot of let people know that, yes, um, Jalen Warren is a rookie, but as a rookie, he's the same damn age as Benny Snell, who's been in the league for three years. They're both 24 years of age. So Benny Snell is still right there. The youth is just as good as Jalen Warren's. Uh, and after Najee went out and prior to, Benny Snell was able to accrue 41% of the snaps uh, Monday night against the Colts, which means that re- realistically um, – he was kind of the guy they went to after uh, Najee went down. He turned that into 12 carries, 62 yards, one touchdown on the ground, and one reception for six yards. So uh, I'm not saying this is a long-term solution, but this is definitely, you know, especially with uh, bi-week apocalypse coming up here again in week 14, this is another name to keep your eye on for that. Yeah, absolutely, especially if, if Najee misses misses time or uh, and Jalen Warren with the with the uh, lingering injury there, the hamstring. Uh, Benny Snell's a guy, and he's also been in that system for for a couple years, so he already knows it. Um, and, and he's a guy that's already trusted by Mike Tomlin. We've seen him. We've seen him in the past get a little workloads here and there. So he's definitely a guy that's trusted by Tomlin. Um, well, let's stick to this, uh, uh, to the running backs, which is uh, with mine. This guy is still a top 30 PPR back after getting hurt in week 10. I know, you know, it's only a few weeks ago, but uh, Khalil Herbert uh, has one of the easiest schedules, uh, playoff schedules, and he's respected to return week 15, which is the first round of your playoffs, which is right after their bye week which gets him an extra week of practice and, and your bipocalypse there on week 14. And he's coming in. He was he was a top five back in yards per touch. He, he was top 10 in, in broken tackles prior to being hurt. And this guy's only owned in, in, I believe it was 40% of the leagues. Apparently I forgot to write it down there. But he, I know he's owned in less than 50% of the leagues. This is a guy that I'm going to go out because he had a role in that backfield prior to getting hurt he was starting to look like the best back in that backfield prior to getting hurt and this is another team that's just searching for a spark on offense well this guy was that spark on offense when they had him i know it was you know wasn't the greatest thing to see but in the in the with with uh, Justin Fields being banged up, they're going to want to lean on that running back a little bit more. They're going to probably want to take a little bit of those workloads away from uh, from uh, David Montgomery. And Cleo Herbert's an explosive back, and he had a lot of fantasy relevancy even even with uh, Montgomery being healthy at the same time as him. Yeah, uh, Brian, I'm over here looking like a bobblehead ball because I'm just shaking my head yes to everything you're saying, and you're hitting the nail on the head with this. Khalil Herbert was so close to carving out just a, a better role for him than, than even David Montgomery had. I think he was right there on the cusp of taking that backfield over. Um, and, again, uh, this is this is one that with him being young in age still, yeah, I know they're not necessarily looking to rush him back, but with the bye week, week 14, uh, and, and, you know, 
all the injuries to the team, I could see them bringing him back, letting them see what they have for sure. That way they know what decision they're doing with David Montgomery in the offseason. So I definitely like Khalil Herbert when he comes back for the playoff run. Um, again, we are starting to see some, some injuries. So if you're that fantasy team that has, you know, an 8-3 and three record, 8-4 and four record at this point, and, you know, you lost Najee and you're worried about losing him for the season, maybe you go hedge that bet with Khalil Herbert and hold him um, come come playoff time. Maybe you're worried about, um, you know, uh, Travis Etienne with a foot injury. With the way he runs, he's, he's very prone to these. They could have, he could re-aggravate it. Um, so maybe you're worried about that and you go hedge your bet with somebody like Khalil Herbert for playoff time. I absolutely love it. Um, for me, I only had the one running back, so I'm going to jump straight into my wide receivers here. Um, I've got a guy who's rostered in 20% of leagues on sleeper, um, and this is a guy who really just hasn't been healthy this year either. I guess that's kind of our reoccurring trend this time of year, just reminding folks of people who have been missing some time. But uh, I've got DJ Chark of the Detroit Lions. Um, you know, we saw him catch a touchdown pass on Thanksgiving um, there in that early game slate against the Bills. Uh, he had 79% of targets. Uh, this week, two receptions and a touchdown. Um, he's had four plus targets in every game he's played while he's been healthy this year, which has only been four games. Um, but he is a guy that that uh, Jared Goff looks at when he's on the field, um, and all but two of his games have been um, back in the T.J. Hawkinson um, Lions offense. So there's still plenty of targets to go around right now in that offense. Um, really splitting them basically between D.J. Chark, uh, Josh Reynolds, uh, Khalif Raymond, and um, the obvious one of Monroe St. Brown's Brown. I know at some point the likelihood of Jamison Williams coming back is there, but um, part of what's intriguing to me about DJ Chark is, is um, a lot of what was intriguing to me about Zay Jones. I know we've talked about Zay Jones on this podcast a few times. He had his coming out party this weekend, just exploded, um, you know, something like what, 12 catches or 11 catches for 140 mm-hmm. something. And a touchdown, uh, you know, the, the volume is there, was there for Zay Jones, and he eventually capitalized on it. The volume's there for DJ Chark. If you get a guy with DJ Chark's speed, five-plus targets, four-plus targets a game, he has a chance for a 60-yard touchdown. Um, so, again, just based on the volume alone, um, going into, again, bi-week apocalypse, this is a guy he's going to play week 14 um, when all the other teams are out on bye. So this may be one that you want to go pick up early to have ready to go for week 14. Yeah, absolutely. He's a, he's a guy that's going to step in, and, and, and he's really going to help out Jared Goff and that offense that's always behind. Uh, definitely a guy to get out there and, and keep an eye on. Uh, he had a decent game this past week. Um, I know he was involved quite a bit. Um, and then, so that that's gonna that brings me to my wide receiver here. This guy has played in um, over eighty five percent of snaps every single game this year. He's seen five plus targets in all but three games this year, and that's Mac Hollins of the <coughs> Las Vegas Raiders, a team that's trails a lot, uh, a team that's playing from behind. He's owned in roughly thirty percent of leagues. That's it. He's the number 39 wide receiver in PPR uh, right now. And like I said, he's out there in almost 60% of the leagues. He's seeing targets, and and he's seeing wide open targets too when he's out there because um, 
you got the fact that Devontae Adams is getting double covered. I know Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller are out, and they're, they're, they might return this year. Um, I haven't really kept track of their status. But this guy right here is, is a guy that even when they were there, I just said he's only played in less than 85% of snaps once this year. And that was actually just, I think, three weeks ago. But then he jumped right back into 96 and 100% of snaps. So this is a guy that's guaranteed to be out there on the field, and he's starting to see the target, the volume, and get the, the snap share that he deserves and and he's getting involved with a team that's always trailing yeah absolutely and Frank I think um, he's another one that um, if you can go out and get him now um, while other people are are still looking weeks ahead he's another one that's going to help you come playoff time so there's definitely some value there. Um, I've got one last player here for you, and it's a tight end, actually. Uh, and it's another guy who played in that same game as Benny Snell on Monday night, and that's Jelani Woods, who, again, um, kind of another breakout performance for these guys. Guy. Um, you know, I remember in the offseason, you and I having conversations about Jelani Wood, about how he might be the most athletic player in this draft, um, you know, out of the University of Virginia there, um, and that we were really excited when we saw his landing spot because there wasn't really just any dominant tight end in front of him. You know, Mo Ali Cox is a converted basketball player who's been good at times. Kyle Granson's been good at times. Um, but last night, or yeah, uh, yeah last night it was. Uh, you know, the Jelani Woods show. Um, he had nine targets, eight receptions, and 98 yards. Um, he's had three games this season. Again, this is another guy who's missed a ton of time this season due to injury or healthy scratches. Uh, but he had three games over 10 points with Matt Ryan as the starting quarterback. So moving forward, um, you know, especially with Jeff Saturday there being a coach, I expect it to be Matt Ryan the rest of the season. Jeff Saturday is trying to coach his, uh, his, his career here. Uh, so he's going to give the put the quarterback out there that's going to give them the best chance to win, and that's Matt Ryan. And I like Jelani Woods to be paired with him. Again, this is another player that's owning 3% of leagues. Um, so if you're, again, if you don't have a, a Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews, this is a guy that I would look at um, to potentially put in your, in your either on your bench for a few weeks and just see if it keeps getting better, the numbers keep staying same, or, uh, or plug and play potentially. Um, this is a guy that he, he can high point the ball. He, like you said, he's very athletic when he gets the ball in his hands. He's going to outrun a lot of linebackers. So there's some volume and some value to be had with Jelani Woods. Yeah, absolutely. He's a guy that uh, in both our dynasty leagues, I actually have owned him, uh, drafted him, and put him on my taxi in both those leagues. He's a guy that I expect big things to come out of, and we saw what, what big things can come out of out of him this past week this past weekend or this past monday i guess um he's a guy that's a, he's he's almost an athletic freak and he, he gets involved any way he can and it just took a little bit longer just like always with tight ends takes a little bit of time for him to get involved in that offense well we saw what he can do this this past monday um so i don't have any more names but there is something i wanted to put out and, and talk on is uh right now is the time if you haven't already right now is the time that you need to be cuffing your stud running backs. If you have, if you have Dalvin Cook, you need to go get Alexander Madison if possible. If you have um, a Najee, you need to go out and you need to get a Benny Snell or Jalen Warren. You need to get somebody. Um, so let's. I want. I want to bring up to you um, uh, some guys that you, that maybe you think that that need to be um, cuffed and who their cuff might be. And I'm going to start with Travis Etienne. Do you think we saw his cuff this past weekend with him being out? 
I think if Travis Etienne misses more than just one week, I don't think his cuff was on the field. I think it's ultimately Daryl Henderson. Uh, but if he only misses one week, it's Jamichael Hasty. Um, so again, if you know if you're a, a Travis Etienne owner and you know you're on the fringe of making playoffs and you can't afford to sit a week without Travis Etienne, I think you have to go all in to get Jamichael Hasty and, and get him into your lineup this week. Uh, we can we've seen what he can do when he's on the field. He's gotten some some volume and some touches. Uh, even with ETN being there, is definitely PPR upside. But if if this is an injury that happens to keep ETN out on the sidelines for any length of time, I think it ends up being Daryl Henderson. Okay, so so if you so if you're an ETN owner, you need to see if Daryl Henderson's out there. I'm I'm in full agreement with that. I think um, <clears throat> if you're not an if you're not an ETN owner and you're going out and spending the rest of your fab budget on Hasty, I think you're actually going to end up wasting it because I think Daryl Henderson is the clear cuff. Um, guy to own Henderson in my mind has almost the same skill set as Travis Etienne where he catches the ball to the backfield he's a bruiser running running back in between he may not be as good as Travis Etienne but he is a guy that is a bruising running back so let's talk about the New York Jets running backs here I know we got you know Michael Carter and and um, uh, Robinson was a healthy scratch this week we saw Michael Carter get get banged up um, what do you think of this? I, I'm probably going to butcher the name. I know I've looked at it, and I know we just discussed the name too prior to getting it on air. Uh, what do you think of Zonovan Knight there at, for the uh, Jets? He seems to be one of the top waiver claims that's being put out this week. What do you think about him? Yeah, I think this is another one that people are they're looking at production and, and running a, and getting ahead of themselves because uh, I don't <coughs> know if anybody's done a research or looked into it. James Robinson was a healthy cut because – there is draft compensation based on how many snaps he plays the rest of the season uh, with the Jets. So I think he was a healthy cut, obviously, with the expectation that Michael Carter was going to have most of the workload. Um, I think if Michael Carter happens to be hurt and miss time, uh, it's probably just similarly to uh, Daryl Henderson with, with Travis Etienne. I think this will be James Robinson. Um, I think what either way you'd see James Robinson come out and play this week. They sat him last week. Uh, let him get healthy, you know, if he was dealing with any minor nagging injuries, whatever, and then avoided uh, the draft capital based on snaps. So I think you see him back in the lineup this week. And, again, I know what I'm getting with James Robinson. He's he's one of the best undrafted running backs of all time. Um, and I think um, the Jets didn't trade for him for no reason. So I think um, if Michael Carter misses time, it's James Robinson. Okay. Um, another one, let's talk about the guy that exploded this week and Josh Jacobs. Is Zamir White a handcuff that you must own if you're a Jacobs owner, or do you see it going to possibly a committee there? We did see um, Abdullah get involved a little bit in the passing game, but do you think Zamir White's the clear cuff to Jacobs? I, I don't know if you could say he's the clear cuff. I'd, I'd love to hear your opinion on this too, but you know we, we just haven't seen enough of him this year. Um, I, I think he's looked okay in the in the few snaps that he's been on the field, the few carries he's gotten, he's looked good. I think he ripped like a ten plus yarder um, this week, so I think he's capable. But I'm just not sure the Raiders are wanting to turn the uh, reins over to him. So I think you'd probably see more Amir Abdullah than Zamir White uh, if something knock on wood were to happen to Josh Jacobs. But I think that's a prime example of I want to get ahead of it and get some piece of that if I can because Josh Jacobs is – I mean, I, I haven't looked at him closely this year. I do not I do own him someplace, so you would think I would, but he's got to be a top three back at this point. Um, 
number two. Yep. So, you know, if, if I have a back that's a top five back, I'm hedging that that volume and that value. I'm, I'm absolutely going out and getting somebody behind them um, in that same offense, just that way in case it goes down, my, comp- my competition's not getting him, and I have some way to fill the void. Because um, obviously if you're a Josh Jacobs owner, you're probably happy with where you're sitting in the standings, <laughs> would be my guess. Uh, and again, that's just one of those opportunities that it's too good to pass up this year. You're getting through bye weeks. Obviously, we still have one more big bye week to get through. And if you can afford to, to hedge your top players, I think you have to. Yeah, mine is. I, I think you. I think you go out and get Zamir White because I think Zamir White's the clear uh, rushing cuff to Josh Jacobs. I think you're going to see Abdullah come in and get plenty of um, uh, pass catching work. Um, but I think the clear. 12 to 15 touch or 12 to 15 rushes uh will go to zamir white um i saw i watched him in college i was actually high on him and before he declared going back for for another year there in georgia so i actually i think he'll be good to get 12 to 15 touches and i think he's explosive enough to make something out of those two so yes i am going out i'm getting zamir white and if i miss him i'm going to get amir abdullah too just to make sure that i have a piece of that backup in case jacobs goes um so speaking of backups, I want to I want to hit you with one really quick. Um, so obviously, I know the last couple of weeks on the, on the live Sunday mornings, um, you've kind of put put your 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 thoughts and feelings on this backfield out there. I'm interested to know if that's changed at all. And I'm talking about the Kansas City Chiefs backfield. So Isaiah Pacheco had a very good game this week. Uh, definitely utilized him. Um, kind of got to see the best performance of him we, we've seen this point. Jerick McKinnon was still pretty heavily involved, especially in the two-minute drill pass catching situations, um, although Isaiah Pacheco did have some catches, and I don't know if you heard the expert about or excerpt from Andy Reid where he came out and said, oh, yeah, he can absolutely catch, and we have some stuff drawn up for that. We just haven't used it. Um, but they did add a running back uh, that I've heard called a league winner before, uh, and Melvin Gordon to the practice squad. So I'm interested to know your your thoughts on Melvin Gordon to the Chiefs. Does this change anything? Is it still I want to own either McKinnon or Pacheco, or does does Gordon hurt their stocks at all? So I think it's I think it's I think Melvin Gordon is an insurance policy for the Kansas City Chiefs. They are a team that is built to go far. They are a team to be in the playoffs. And getting that veteran presence on your practice squad um, just in case of an injury is is what they want. And I think that's all it is. I think it's an insurance policy. I believe it's Pacheco and McKinnon leading the rest of the way. Um, they added the insurance policy due to the fact that CEH went down to the IR. So, no, my, my mind has not changed. Um, I absolutely love Melvin Gordon. If he does get the opportunity, then he could make some head headache for that backfield owners there. But I think until something slides with that backfield, which I don't see it happening anytime soon, I think it's Pacheco and, and McKinnon's backfield. And uh, now if one of those goes down, um, I think Melvin Gordon is a guy to look at then. But I, I still don't know how big his role is going to be. Those two have, have – been the yin and the yang of that backfield for pretty much this whole whole season. I know we saw CEH sneaking in some touchdowns here and there to start the season, you know, in the terms of a top 10 back. But then we watched where his role was actually to be, and he wasn't sneaking in the end zone. And you and me both had talked about that quite a bit. But, no, I think it's a Pacheco-McKinnon backfield, and that's it right now. 
So that leads me to my next question for you, Brant. Um, so we are saying it's handcuffing season, and, and you're not going to get a disagreement out of me. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, in, in redraft leagues, it's absolutely cuffing season. But with that being said, if I'm a first-place team right now, if I'm sitting in first, I can afford a couple losses um, in the regular season. So like with bye week hell coming up next week, do I consider potentially dropping some bottom feeders off my bench and go up and <clears throat> pick a guy like Jay up who we expect to sign shortly and a guy like Melvin Gordon and hold those guys in hopes that, hey, maybe I'll get something out of these guys come playoff time or are those guys that you have to wait and see? Uh, OBJ, I'm absolutely going out and I'm picking up. I think where he ends up, I think he becomes an uh, immediate impact. Um, for most teams that he's been talking about, he would slide into the number two or three role probably on that team very easily. Um, so yeah, McKin- or, uh, OBJ, I'm definitely going out. I'm getting rid of some bottom feeders that, that I don't think will ever crack my lineup and I'm going to get OBJ because I don't want my competition to have him. I'm also, what I'm looking at is I'm looking at my competition, maybe the two seed, maybe the three seed, and I'm dropping some bottom feeders and I'm grabbing their handcuffs before they do. I'm going to try to get ahead of them because if their number one back goes down and I'm sitting with the keys to their kingdom or their playoff run, it's going to be sitting there on my bench as I'm laughing and moving on because I have a one and a two back to play and just got a one back to put into my flex. So always try to stay ahead of your competition in my mind. I think OBJ is a good way to do that. Melvin Gordon, I, I don't I don't know how much work will be there for him even when he does or if he ever does become active. So I don't know if I trust it, especially with the fumbling issue. Um, I know we've seen um, Andy Reid put some some running backs in the doghouse for fumbling. So okay, yeah, I I, I think I'm in agreement there. I think OBJ's got to be somebody I'd add, but I'm probably staying away from Melvin Gordon. See it um, there for myself, but I do like the uh, the vengeful, hateful idea of going out and picking my uh, my competition's running backs up so they can't have them. It's it's like that that beautiful play when it's you know late Sunday and uh, you got a guy who hasn't played a quarterback yet and there's only one available on the waivers and you go out and snatch that guy up just so they get a zero and you know you win. Uh, it, it's moves like that that make us win, and I know people don't like us for that, but. Uh, at the end of the day, winning is more important than friends. We all know that. Absolutely, because I want to be able to brag to my friends the entire offseason that I'm smarter than you. I picked up your handcuff before you did. Maybe you need to get a little smarter or listen to the fat boys there as we tell you some vengeful ways. Um, and I, I want to put something out real fast uh, about our live on Sunday um, as we as we wrap up here. Um, I apologize to everyone that asked the Josh Palmer. I know he had a decent week, um, but apparently it was a DeAndre Carter week um, for the Chargers. And uh, don't worry, guys, I suffered with you on that where I had DeAndre Carter in our 12-man deep, deep league sitting on my bench as I squeaked squeaked a win out this week before Najee went out. Um, so, yes, I apologize to all you Josh Palmer uh, owners and starters. I apologize. I was all over it. I thought it was going to be a good one for him, and apparently I read the room wrong. It was a DeAndre Carter week this week. Hey, that's that's the beautiful thing about fantasy football and giving out advice. You don't win them all, right? Um, but let's be honest, nobody tunes in to, to hear what we really say about fantasy. They just want to see these two beautiful mugs sitting on the camera so, or on the computer screen. So, uh, uh, you know, we'll be back at it Sunday with some good advice. Hopefully this week we get some more right. We get more right than we do wrong. Uh, I know it's crunch time, uh, and you guys are wanting to get wins for your, uh, for your playoff seating and things. So we'll see you guys Sunday morning.
Yep. Uh, we'll see you guys Sunday morning. Um, also, keep keep tuned in on the Fat Boys Dynasty page. We like to put out a little prop bets on, on Thursday. Um, I, I didn't go back and look. I had a pretty decent weekend. I do know that using my prop bets. Um, I know I missed a few that we did put out. Um, and uh, But as, as always, tune in on Thursday, or not Thursday, tune in on Sunday mornings. Uh, we're going to uh, rapid fire through some of these questions. We're starting to get more and more, but we want to get to everybody's questions. So if we, if we shorten down our answers a little bit, understand why we're starting to get more and more um, every week. And we absolutely want to stay engaged and, and, and we want to get to all the, those start sick questions. But uh, as always, stay hungry. And stay fat, my friends.